0: All right, we have here Matt Loopy, host of the Define Success podcast, NIL agent, which I'm super excited to talk about, learn more about. Just an overall stud, man. He was somebody that got introduced to us by Jake Kaufman, who then got introduced by Todd Saylor. So everyone that like this, this podcast, podcast community sounds so large, but it's so tight knit at the end of the day. So kind of cool how it all comes full circle. What's
1: going on, man? Thanks for taking the time. Dude, I'm so excited. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Of course, man. So so let's just dive right into it. Tell us a little bit more about your background, kind of where you've been and where you're at today, and then we'll go from there.
1: For sure. Yeah. So I grew up in Pennsylvania, um, pretty much my whole life moved there at a young age. Um, kind of grew up playing sports. Um, typical story, you know, play or going to school playing sports. Uh, went to college at Temple University in Philadelphia, got my degree there kind of during the COVID years. So it was a weird... Uh, transition from high school to college just because I really didn't have much in person experience. It was all like remote and hybrid. It's kind of weird. Um, but growing up, you know, I just loved the idea of making myself a better person from a young age. I never really understood why, but I started my landscaping business. I started selling bracelets in middle school to kids in class. Actually, got in trouble for it because I was not supposed to do that um, on school property. Um, and that transition just to what I am doing today. I mean, I have a podcast. I work in sports. Have other side hustles going that I just want to become a valuable person to others. Just you know, inspire people. I love fitness. I love just educating people on their potential and showing them that things are possible. Love it. Where did you uh, Where did you go to high school? Cumberland Valley in Mechanicsburg, PA. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I went to Shippensburg. I, I okay. live in yeah. I live in Pennsylvania right now. So it's a gotcha. Small world. That's cool. So what, so what brought you, you're in Austin, Texas now, what brought you to, to Austin, Texas from the Philly area? From yeah. Pennsylvania? So
1: I actually spent my last uh, semester of college in Nashville. I was doing a full-time internship and it was kind of an opportunity that through my program at temple, they just let you kind of do whatever you want, find a full-time internship. It can be in Philly. It could be anywhere else. Just go do your own thing. So I chose a spot in Nashville and I love the idea of just getting out of the state, getting away from home. Um, love home, love my parents, but it was just an opportunity for me to grow and meet new people and make new connections, travel a little bit. So I love that concept. I went back home after that, but then it came to a point where my friends and I were like, Hey, we're all graduating from college. We all grew up in Pennsylvania. Let's all try something different. We all wanted to go back to school to get a different or a graduate degree, but we're all going to take a gap year or two and just kind of figure things out, just find ourselves. So like, Hey, let's just throw a dart at the map. Um, we chose Texas, looked at like all four major cities and Austin just became the best opportunity, and haven't really looked back since. So many like-minded people that you guys know, I'm sure, and it's just a great community of fitness, entrepreneurship, health, and I love it here. Yeah, man, you're you're in the right spot. So so let's let's transition over to
0: NIL because it's a hot topic lately. It's it's like the wild west out there in terms of like regulations and things like that. It's a relatively new concept. Why don't you talk about like how you got into that industry, and then like we'll walk through the business model of all of of all of it for, for sure.
1: sure. Yeah. So I've been working in the sports industry um, with the agency for three years now. I started as a college student, just kind of stumbled across a great opportunity, said to an individual, hey, I'll work for free. I just want to provide value and show what I'm worth and ended up working my way up to bigger roles. Um, When NIL came about, this was July 2021. I really had no interest. I didn't know what it was, what it was going to entail. I knew I wanted to become an NFL agent someday, but I wasn't like interested in the marketing side of things. I just kind of brushed under under the rug. And then I saw the potential. I saw my colleagues start to work with athletes, younger athletes. I saw the deals that were being made. I was like, hey, I can do this. There's nothing holding me back. So I went and got registered. I started recruiting my own clients. It was actually a really cool story. My first client signed the day I graduated from Temple. So I'm sitting in graduation. I get out, check my phone. He's like, I just signed my contract. So it was a super cool moment, just like, kind of closing the uh, the door on the last chapter starting the next one. And since then, I've worked with numerous athletes. Um, our entire agency works with 30 plus um, college football players across the country, all the big programs, we got t- some of the top names in college football right now. And, you know, I'm just here to provide value, I want to obviously get these guys deals, get them to a good situation on the field. But at the same time, it's being a mentor, it's being a friend, it's being a a someone that can they can rely on if they need help in school relationships mindset um, just helping in all aspects of life
2: so I'm super interested in this because I played college football at a school that no one cares about uh, so nil would never care about me right but the point of, the point I was getting to is the the generation that came after the classes that came after my class you know at at various levels of college football even the even some of these five star recruits in high school are it's, it's pretty impressive to see some of these deals they can strike. What is yeah. the actual, you know, what is the process look like for you guys to get your foot in the door, to build those relationships and then maybe talk us through an example of a deal and what that actual what a deal actually means and what that you know process looks like.
1: For sure. So I guess first starting with like recruiting the athlete. So a lot of what we use as our recruiting tool is social media. And as you guys know, brand is everything. So what brand can you put out to, towards athletes to show like, you're about it, like you're going to provide value, you're going to be showing up on a daily basis and multiple aspects of your life. So you're reaching out on social media to find these athletes you want to work with. From there, once you have that relationship, you're you're their agent, um, it's going to local places. So if they play in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, it's finding everything around the University of Alabama that might be interested in working with a student athlete. If it's someone with a bigger name, then you can start working with bigger brands. We worked with Champ Sports, Adidas, Nike, Panera Bread, all these bigger time companies that have bigger budgets. They want bigger athletes. They want high quality content and i um, reaching out to them and showing what we can provide. It's not always about asking and saying, Hey, we want X amount of dollars. It's like, Hey, we can provide good content. This is what we've done in the past. And these are how many followers this athlete has. Um, and then from there, it's just trying to make sure we have a good relationship with those companies. And then as you guys know, I'm sure is, uh, there's a lot of schools that are Indirectly paying these athletes now, so that's navigating the transfer portal, high school recruits, helping them get to a good position as a player, but also financially, uh, which is a interesting topic. At eighteen years old, some of these guys are walking into six figures now.
0: Yeah. So, so with that being said, like as these deals unfold, what constitutes a good deal? What constitutes a bad deal? Can you give us some examples
1: of when things went super right and when things did didn't pan out the way you wanted? For sure. Them to? Yeah, I mean, good deals, I would say shorter term is going to be better for college athletes, just because it's so it's always changing. If you have a freshman and you're locked into a four year deal, that freshman could blow up and be the next Heisman Trophy winner in three years. And now they're getting paid at a extremely discounted rate because they didn't get into a good deal from the beginning. Um, I've seen contracts where companies try to take the, the intellectual property and the content of these athletes for their entire career. So if you sign a player as a freshman, and then they go on to play in the NFL for 10 years, they're still using the content. They still own the rights to that player. So just some legality things that you got to look out for. Um, other bad deals, you got to you got to make sure you're look, working with good companies. Uh, we've run into situations where you accept a deal, you sign a contract, and then that company goes broke. And they they don't have the money to pay the athletes after, after the deal's done, which is not fun for us because we don't get paid. It's not fun for the athletes. They don't get paid. Um, so I guess just vetting the company, making sure they're in good standing, and then also just making sure your athlete's going to be in the proper situation that they're not going to get ripped off.
0: Sure. And so what does your process specifically look like? Like, How are you going about identifying athletes to align with? And then, I mean, at the end of the day, it is kind of sales where you're, you have
1: to sell them on using your agency. Walk us through that. Yeah. So- For me, it's kind of like a long term game. So, I am currently getting a master's because you have to either get a master's degree or or a law degree to um, be an NFL agent. That's a long term goal for me. So, in two years, I'll be able to represent NFL athletes. In the time being, I'm trying to build my pipeline, my experience. So, I'm working with athletes that maybe will be draft eligible in two years that I can walk into a situation now and already have clients in 2025. So, that's kind of like a long term play for me. Um, On top of that, What I'm trying to do is just provide value is showing like, hey, if this player is like struggling to find playing time on the field, they want to transfer or let's let's say maybe they come from a bad family situation. How can I provide value as a man uh, with my mindset, the books, the connections I have to help them grow as a person as well? Because it's not all about business. It's not all about football. Like these guys don't want to talk about football today. They already do it. So how can you provide more value and just be a friend to them as well?
2: That's great, uh, so that you, you mentioned something connections, so how important are your strategic alliances, your connections like what do those actual alliances look like and those connections look like? How do you build out your your team your how do you build that uh, you know stream of value between all your relationships to drive to 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 your clients?
1: yeah, I mean, it's everything man like the connections you have with companies, like brands you want to work with, even coaches like if, as you guys can probably imagine, the first pl- uh, person a, a athlete wants to talk to when it comes to choosing an agent is probably their coach. Hey, have you heard of this person? What do you know about this? Like, after Georgia won a national championship, our agency was in their bit uh, in their building two months later, torn the facility, shaking hands with the head coach. You know, we were building that rapport. So now, if we want to work with athletes at Georgia, they know who we are. They trust us. That's a great connection to have because they're going to vouch for us um, with companies. I've worked with small companies. I worked with large companies. From there, it's just remaining in contact, seeing how we can provide value. So, if you want to ask for more business from them in the future, it's a no-brainer for them.
2: How How do you guys go about separating yourself from the competition? Right, because it's like them. Yeah. yeah, I'll just keep it there. How do you How do you How do you go about yeah. that? Like, what's your guys' differentiation in the marketplace?
1: It's a great question because. I think the agency business is a lot about just getting as much money as possible. There's a lot of greedy businessmen out there that are taking advantage of athletes. We're not in that business. Um, What separates us is the plan for life after football. So as you guys probably know, the average career span for an NFL player is like three years, not long at all. You can't make a retirement savings off of that. You're not, you're going to go broke. So What is going to be your job, your business, whatever you want after football? So what we've done is find the passions of our athletes. What do they want to do? We have one player. He's still in the league. He's on a practice squad. So he's not an active player right now on a 53-man roster. But we actually set him up with an internship with UFC last summer. So he got to know Dana White and all the other executives at UFC. So now he has a job lined up for when football's over. He's going to be set with something that he's very passionate about. We have another athlete. He's currently a player on the Colts, plays special teams. He's releasing music right now. He's on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. He wants to be a musician someday, so he's already putting stuff out there, and we're supporting him, making those connections. We had a former athlete who's in league for a couple of years. He won a Grammy two years ago. So we have all these different things going that, hey, what are the athlete's passions? How can we help them get there? So let's say your career ends in two years. We're not just saying, hey, see you later. We're done. We're trying to find ways we can either put you up with the right people or help you get to those entrepreneurial journeys or whatever you want in life.
0: Sure. So, so shifting to you personally, because um, it's, what it's what it sounds like you don't own the business, but right. you have the mindset of someone who you know is an entrepreneur, like you're, you're, you're an entrepreneur at heart, and you have all the, this information that you've collected. How are you able to stay patient? over these next couple of years, knowing that ultimately, like the vision is to be an NFL agent and you have that clear path, but like, how tough has it been for you over these next couple of years of just like, there's some bit of holding back on that end because you don't have ownership. Um, would love to know about that selfishly that that's kind of where my head goes sometimes of like, damn, I want to run. But sometimes like if you're so in alignment with your vision, you're
1: able to hold back a little bit. So I would love to walk through that on the mindset side. Yeah, it's extremely tough. Um, I I struggled with this last year Um, in the pre-draft cycle. There was an athlete I was working with directly, and he was declaring for the NFL draft. I couldn't directly represent him, but our agency could. We have other agents. So we make the pitch for him, and I just basically said, hey, I can't be your direct agent, but I'm going to be with you alongside every single process. We had a great relationship. We were friends for years, and he ended up choosing a different agency. I strongly believe that it was because I wasn't able to become an agent myself. Like I couldn't be the one that was on the contract with him. So that hurt a lot because that is loss on money. That's loss on experience, all these different things that I was like, man, I'm missing out on all of this right now. But to your question, to stay patient, I just see like, yeah, it's going to take a couple of years for me to get to that point where I can say, hey, I'm going to be your NFL agent. I have these X amount of guys in the league right now. Now I can build all these experiences. So now instead of struggling to get a seventh round pick, I can walk into sign a third round pick, a second round pick, a first round pick, because they know that I get business done. I have experience in this field. I have good connections. So, you know, day in, day out, I just look at it as a long-term play of how can I get better? How can I build up my relationship, my brand, my connections, my experiences to now provide the most value that I can take, you know, a 10X level step instead of a 2X level step when, it, when the time comes.
2: That's awesome. So, question about the money side of things for the athlete uh, in general, right? They go from being a college athlete to a 1000% raise overnight, essentially, in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. Uh, assuming, let's assume they don't have the NIL deals just yet or whatever's going on. They get, they, they, even if they do, right? They're going from wherever they're at to a lot more money in the bank account. How do you right. guys go about navigating? The those relationships, as you know, to Antonio and I come from a background of financial services. So, you know, in our world, we've definitely worked with some professional athletes. Uh, but I'm just curious to know what that process looks like in the background. You know, as these athletes go from you know making nothing to making a lot, like how do you shield them from predatory? you know, financial advisors, investors, like how do you keep them insulated and also make sure that you're filtering to get the right relationships in the room? Because reality is they know nothing about money management. They Mm -hmm. need to have help with that to some level. But how do you go about that piece of things for the, for the client?
1: Yeah, that's another tough one because we can't directly give them financial advice or force them to sign with a financial advisor and work with them. We have connections. We'll say, we'll set you up with meetings to see if this is a right fit for you. We know these people do great work. Um, but the thing is, it just starts with like the mindset of money. Like, Hey, you're projected fifth round pick. Here's the money you're going to walk into in a couple of weeks. That's more money than most of these guys have ever seen. Most more money than their families have seen ever. And a lot of these guys, it's tough. Even if you say, you know, I'm going to save it. You get that in your direct deposit. You want to go buy a car. You want to buy a house. You want to buy clothes, jewelry, all the things. And that's what most guys do. So we start by educating them. Hey, here's a proper, you know, just advice proper way to save your money invest your money here's people to work with um and you know it just comes down to like yes we understand that you might have come from rough beginnings and you didn't have transportation and your mom struggled and you want to provide for these people but we want to we're not looking for the next three years we're looking for the next 30 to 50 years we want you to be successful your entire life not just this quick fix snap of the finger oh everything's great because all those players end up going going broke so we'll put in the right position you can't be the superhero for everyone. Um, you know, people are going to make mistakes, but you just try to make sure that you give them the right resources and also work with the right players. If we get the vibe that we're recruiting a player mm-hmm. that is all about money, they want to spend, spend, spend. Maybe that's not a player we can help. So we don't work with them. So it's also being very selective, of the clients you choose.
2: The power of no, right? The moment you exactly. say no to, to, to the wrong client, you're saying yes to the right client in the future, right? hundred percent. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I, you know, online, this has been super cool. Antonio and I both played sports in college, you know, Antonio's story, I'm sure. So like we're, you know, we have a lot of friends that that we grew up with that are, you know, playing at the next level. We, you know, have played at the next level, et cetera. So it's, it's always cool to get an insight on the, get the inside scoop on, uh, I'm sure you've seen the show Ballers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how,
1: how, how accurate is that show to the reality? Uh, pretty glorified. Same with um, Tony <laughs> McGuire. Pretty glorified right. as well. But it's cool. It's like a very um, entertaining way to showcase everything. Like I'll give you an example. Um, I'm traveling later today over the weekend. I have some athletes in, in uh, Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh. They're playing Florida State. We have guys we're working with at Florida State, too. I'm going to their game on Saturday. Before the game, I'm basically going door knocking around the Pittsburgh area, finding companies that want to work with my athletes. I'm going to the game. There is no direct return on this trip for me. It's all expenses. But at the same time, this is an investment. This is the non-sexy thing that people don't really talk about the business. It's not draft day, it's not sign the contract. It's just putting in the little work that is going to add up to, you know, a bigger payday someday.
0: So, for you personally, how are you able to keep up with like on the personal development side? Cuz I have to imagine there was some form of limiting belief early on like you're rather younger or the same age as these athletes right mm-hmm. so how having them respect you right when you're not an older person with all this different experience like what was that that initial feeling like and then how were you able to become so valuable in the marketplace
1: through you know your your specific routines can you walk us through that yeah i think i just lacked confidence because i didn't ha- have much value to provide in that sense like i was talking to athletes that were older than me when i started guys that were going to the draft that were a year or two older than me. Um, I don't really know much about the business. I was just getting started. So I really just was trying to get as much experience as possible so I could provide that value. Now today I'm working with like one of my uh, roles with the agency is working with our NFL guys when they go to the draft with the interview process every single year, every single cycle, I sit down with them before they have these zoom calls, formal interviews, whatever with all pretty much all 32 teams that are interested. Um, I sit down and say, Hey, here's the questions you need to prepare for. If you had a previous injury, here's how you need to answer these questions. If you had a suspension, if you transferred, here's what we need to be prepared for. Then I sit down with them and I've had experience with podcasting, reading books, sales, all these different things that I can provide a lot of value. And I've been doing it for a few years that now like they're listening to me. And it's a cool feeling because I know that I can provide value. I'm super confident what I'm saying. Whereas before it was just like, you know, Hey, my name is Matt. Like, I'm here to do whatever. Uh, But now I'm just like, hey, here's how we're going to do this. And it works out well. And it's a super cool feeling putting in that work, knowing that I'm providing value. And then you get a text from a team uh, a few days later and say, hey, Zach just crushes interview. This guy just crushes interview. It feels great.
2: That's amazing. I I was listening to Ed Milet this morning and Tony and I, Tony, you've heard me say this before, but I I steal right from Ed Milet. The most certain person always influences the less certain person. They don't have Mm -hmm. to believe in what you're saying. They have to believe that you believe in what you're saying. That's half the battle and helping them get out of their own way a little bit. Right. That's, that's cool. That's cool. So I guess outside of that, I mean, for, for our listeners, maybe somebody's listening to this podcast that wants to get into, wants to be in your shoes one day, wants to follow this path. What does that path like look like fundamentally what should they be doing right now what content should they be consuming what are some ways to get involved in your industry
1: yeah i would just say try to put yourself uh in a position to learn as much as possible there's many resources on on twitter instagram you can just search up nil whatever sports agency um just finding news noteworthy stuff that you can absorb and learn about like what are the processes and then from there it's just getting involved as much as possible landon you mentioned shippensburg it's a small school not a lot of NIL money going around, but what you could do if you're a student, you want to get into the space, you could work with a player at a small school like a Shippensburg that it's not even D1, but you can say, Hey, let me help you bolster your Instagram. Let's get your branding on par. Let's do like some photo shoots and just get that experience. Maybe you never get a brand deal for them, but you can show, Hey, I took this kid from 700 followers to 10,000 in two years and look at his content. Now. That's great. And then now you can say to a player, at a division one school an sec school and say, you know, I've done this before. Maybe there's no direct ROI, but look at the experience I already have. So just finding ways you can get involved, you can network, you can go to career fairs, you can do all these different things just to put yourself in a position to learn. Where
0: do you see NIL going? Like, I know that there's like, I've been hearing things like regulations have to come. It's been like, quote unquote, the wild West. Like, tell us about what you're hearing on, you know, some of the stuff that is going to come over the next couple of years.
1: I think regulations are very tough just because that has to go through the U.S. government and they got bigger problems than NIL. So I don't think that's going to be a priority for the government. Um, Even though they're trying, they're having some hearings and everything. I think we're going to see it just get even bigger because what you're seeing now is all these different schools are taking advantage of NIL. They're getting a bunch of donors, a bunch of boosters to funnel this money into the program, into these athletes. And those schools are succeeding right now. We have the schools like a... LSU, Old Miss, Tennessee, Texas A&M that are paying these athletes a lot of money and they're playing well. And then you have a school like a Clemson who their head coach you know, was on the record saying, I'm not going to go into the transfer portal. I don't really agree with NIL. They're not paying their athletes much, South Carolina, another school like that. And they're not doing so well this year. So they're going to start to understand, Hey, if we want to keep up, it's kind of like, um, you know, baseball when steroids weren't illegal, the guys juicing were the ones that were just hitting home runs every single at bat. You got to kind of play up to that level if you want to succeed unless there's regulation. So not to say like do anything illegal, but at the same time, like if there's the opportunity to get better through NIL, through the transfer portal, you got to take advantage if you want to win right now. Sure. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you giving a lot of
0: insight. This was a very unique podcast that we we didn't know, like we've heard of it, but didn't know the, the ins and outs of it, man. And I'm, I'm super excited to watch everything evolve for you. What are some, you know, closing
1: words that, you know, you want to make sure that our audience hears? Yeah, absolutely. So I I appreciate this and it's fun to talk about my industry and everything. Um, Hope this provides some value to the audience. Um, I would say outside of NIL, I love personal development just as much as you guys. I love reading podcasts, all of those things. Um, I have a podcast myself called the Define Success Podcast. And my encouragement for everyone listening to this, like you don't have to go listen to every one of my episodes. You don't have to click on anything. I just want you to ask yourself, how do you define the word success? This could be in sports. This could be in business. This could be in anything in life, relationships. But I think most of us have the goal of becoming successful in whatever we want. We just don't know how to define it. We don't know how to get there. So get a little bit introspective today. Talk about to yourself, what does success mean to me? How can I get there? And what can I do today to make that next step? Amazing, man. Well, how can our listeners follow you and connect with you? Sure. So on Instagram, it's Matt underscore Loopy. Um, that's my most active platform. LinkedIn, Matt Loopy, and then Define Success podcast on all platforms. Love Let's it. go, man. Love it.
2: Well, one one other thing though, because th- the question we always ask our 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 guests is, you know, this is the consistency wins podcast. So, what what does consistency mean to you? How does that show up in your life? Uh, yeah, just riff there for a second, then we'll wrap up.
1: Yeah, consistency is doing the the right thing even when you don't want to do it. Um, even if it's one minute a day, it's just brick by brick, step by step. You guys know it; you guys live this every single day. Um, I compare a lot to fitness. There's a lot of days you don't want to show up to the gym. There's a lot of days you don't want to do that hard set or do the cold plunge or do the sauna or stretch recover. If you do it, you're going to be in a much better position tomorrow. And just ask yourself, what, what, what can I do today that my future self will thank me for? And you're going to be a, mo- a lot more successful person if you start making better decisions in that sense. Boom. You're so wise, man. Super excited
0: to continue connecting, man. You are crushing it. Um, God bless you, brother. Thanks you for coming on. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Appreciate it.